Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zolkin Count is called Red Solar Dragon, and it is the ninth day of the Red Skywalker wave spell. And it is the Cosmic Moon, day 22. And the Cosmic Moon ends on day 28, and the year ends on day 28 of the Cosmic Moon. So the year ends on Sunday, next Sunday. And then we have a day between years. It's called the day out of time. That's always July 25th. And the new year starts on July 26th. That is always the so-called Mayan New Year. Uh, And this is attributed to their um, celebration of Sirius, the dog star, a giant star, rising at the same time as the sun. So when in their constellation in the sky, Sirius and the sun rose at the same time, that was such a momentous um, sort of like fixation in the sky that they considered it auspicious and celebratory and oriented their year around it and their year I want to delineate was not breaking up I mean it wasn't centrally doing a 28 day month I believe that that definitely existed a 28 day month but that is also Jose Arguelles's amalgamation of how there are lunar calendars throughout so-called ancient history because that was the only or primary way to uh, watch the course of time before um, the Roman era and Pope Gregory and all these things that we somehow still retroactively are uh, oriented to, right? I wrote a book called Natural Time, and one of my favorite aspects of it is where I'm not really tripping out on Mayan astrology, but I'm explaining the history of how we got to the Gregorian calendar and how along the way all this bureaucratic and egotistical artificiality got inserted and it's just super fun like something kids would love to understand why is the 10th month of the year called October which obviously means eight in Latin 
and and then like oh because july and august are named after julius and augustus you know roman emperors and so like the ultimate you know like entitled uh, grab government grab and so this is the time of year for me to really celebrate being in an alternative calendar universe where things are not interrupted by that kind of strange, I mean, it's just strange behavior. Obviously, the Romans did a lot of ingenuity that we can really celebrate, but it's just so off the rails. And here we are still attuned to that decision in our in our count. So I was saying that originally the 13th moon year was secondary to the Mayan way of counting out the year, which is in 20-day increments. And we can rec- recognize why that would be meaningful because the Zolkin is 20-day increments, which we don't focus on. We roll through the Zolkin with 13-day wave spells as the central kind of momentum and delineation of tribes and characteristics of the 13-day period. But uh, the year was divided into 20-day venals. And the math for a 364 or 5 actually day year is 18 venals that are 20 days long. And then there's a five day period at the end called a vibe. And so we're entering the vibe. That was this long introduction to, well, check it out. We're starting the vibe really soon. And how you know that you're starting the vibe is when you come to the final day of the year that is the same tribe as the year. So we have been in a yellow electric seed year since July 26th, which was a yellow electric seed day. The year is always named and has the attributes of its first day. And there are 52 options for what our year can be named. And this has been a yellow electric seed year. And so uh, we've been oriented around the yellow seed tribe and every time we hit a yellow seed day we started a new venal of 20 days which I don't talk about that's my weakness but you can 100% learn about that if you buy my book or my calendar primer which is meant to accompany the calendars that are out there for sale it used to accompany my own calendar but that is a real ecological nightmare to make a physical calendar for someone with my sensitivities having something that becomes outdated is and is made of trees and you know it's just painful so i made the primer so that people could buy eden skies calendar which is the number one <clears throat> calendar i think in this movement and then also the law of time which is the inheritor of Jose Arguelles's vision, that organization. They have day planners and almanacs. And I never know which one to recommend because I don't use a calendar any longer. And I liked my own, which is why I made it. And and so I think the default is definitely Eden Skies, where you feel like you're participating in something that is the most popular. But it is really 
highfalutin. She's a red Skywalker. Her energy field is super prophetic, but she also expresses herself like one. And that is a huge glitch for me who does not like the super new age. Um, yeah, I do not like the language or kind of sort of spirit, the ambiance of people. I, Eden Sky is a lovely person, but just when you start talking about things like that way, as if someone's channeling, you know, some creature from outer space. Okay, so that's all sounding a, a little rude, but I am recommending the, if you get that calendar, which is a great calendar, uh, that you consider getting the primer that I wrote along with it because you can follow the venals with my primer. Boy, I think I'm just ranting. I'm so sorry. I don't miss making a calendar, but I just wish I could make one print on demand, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> The world has changed. Everything's cyber. I know you. a lot of you use an app. If you cannot find out the venals, I really, I just, from my, deep in my heart, I would not want you to not know about the venals because they're magical and they're original. Okay, so all this circular thinking, this is very Red Skywalker and that I can't stay in a straight line. I'm just bouncing around in space. The... Vaheb, then, this five-day final section of the sort of original Mayan year begins on our last final yellow seed day, which is Wednesday. Today is Monday, and it's red solar dragon, and then uh, we have white planetary wind, and we have yellow spectral seed. So you can hit that. I guess it would be like the 20th of yeah. oh obviously it's the 20th of July that's how it works it's always July 20th that the vibe starts so these five days are uh, celebratory I guess you know like the end of year festival but I think they're super reflective it just grabs you uh, and holds you in the transit between years because we're we're not just stopping a number and starting a different number we're stopping yellow electric seed and starting red self-existing moon and we're stopping the 13 moon wave spell the 364 day wave spell like that is just this giant rolling wave that has occupied uh energetic space for us and been an energetic framework a true support that has allowed us to grow over a year so kind of like a real birth of a child you know we really want to pay attention to how that transition happens and we're caught in uh i want to say a quixotic space just like oh it's a puzzle like what is this place of transition it's not very earthen and it's super soulful. So that's going to happen whether you are engaged or not with the concept of the vibe. But now you know and you can just be more watchful or receptive to the kind of magic that um, exists in this time of change. 
the um I don't know. I mean, I've, I remember reading some lore about the Vyab that I just feel like sometimes the Maya killed people <laughs> as a way of moving through celebratory practices that they're famous for that. And maybe that, you know, when I'm always like, I don't understand why the Maya don't get any respect when they were so astute and so committed to knowledge. They were such scientists, that culture. Why do they get zero respect? Their spirituality is so profound. Why do they not get a place in the pantheon of world religions equal to, I mean, just anything? Like, just it's grand. It's a grand, grand gesture. And it was a, a lot of people in a, in a part of the world that we fixated along a, a lot on during colonization. So how did this slip through our consciousness culturally and i guess i forget that the real clearest answer is like well because they were really um committed to human sacrifice and that is not palatable we can't inherit and um like benefit from a religion that did that that would be the theory and i understand it that makes sense i forget because we're not sacrificing humans as we uh, recollect and um, sort of, I guess, not modernize, but bring into modern times these rhythms. I hope, I hope that's true. Um, I think that happens on an energetic level. I'll explain why in a minute, but obviously it's not happening physically. But nonetheless, it has a residue, it has a taint. So that's cool for me because I am always wondering why uh, it doesn't become giant. I'm grateful that it, that it doesn't because I just can't stand the way fads take over things that have more purity until they've become basically commercialized because I guess that's what a fad is now. It's when a bunch of people start pouring advertising dollars towards something or try to make it their shingle that they support themselves from. That's not happening here. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I think I lost my train of thought again, which is super Skywalker. But let me like rein this all in and then I might have another sort of exploratory sidetracking the red skywalker wave spell is coming to its climax its apex today and tomorrow we pulse our intention today on the solar day we're always sort of allowed finally unleashed to be really intentional about what it is we want because on a solar day in the solar tone because by now we know because we are seasoned we are knowledgeable we've spent eight stages it could be eight days or eight moons or eight years but we've really in the elongation of a wave cycle of a wave spell so much of it is preparatory so that we don't say i know what i want at the beginning of any stage of the beginning of any process in life what we're being trained out of here is i know what i want and i'm going to go get it it's so much like the antithesis of that. It's, I will receive 
my purpose and then I will, you know, follow all these signs and wait for assistance and clarity, direction until this moment when I really have taken in the guidance and moved forward through the difficulties and abandoned my ego, the one that says, I know what I want and I'm going to go get it. And we're receptive. And then in that clarity that comes, and again, it's after an ascent, a wave spell is building us towards closer access to divinity that seems to live in the sky. And so we have risen through our growth and through the guidance that we receive showing us how to overcome our obstacles so that we are having this meet, meet with the divine forces that live higher than earth, earthen level. We climb up through the assistance and through our persistence and in this like mountaintop moment, approaching the mountain top, the peak, we are in the light and we have the solar conversation with the sun and in then our intention is from our heart and from a place of humility and it's true it's true intention rather than um selfish i mean i don't know whatever the ego isn't evil it's just the part of us that keeps us in survival mode and and alive and that's great and necessary but it's it's pretty terrestrial so the solar experience of intention is like light reflecting off light and this conversation with the sun is pretty illuminated so on a solar day we realize our intention and we articulate it and maybe not aloud it doesn't have to be like hey everybody it's just more like to myself in the echo chamber of my soul meets body like I am imbued with the understanding of what my intent is and it's a celebration because it's clear and it's fiery because we have this very small window of realizing our intent and, you know, like grabbing illumination for a moment. Like, ah, I understand. I get it. I get it. This is it. I want to say that solar people kind of live from that place and they're intense because they are talking about what they want and what needs to happen. And uh, I was just thinking about like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to be solar without that knowledge because I would want to level off. Like I am all about intent and intention. And I move through the world kind of operating in the field of being on fire with intent. But um, to me, it can seem like being egoic because I'm trained now to see that when people are like this is what I want I'm gonna go do it 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 isn't just a, a place of strength that a solar person would come from it's kind of the exhausting appetite for more and more and more that I've kind of given up on not true I have aspirations fierce intent and a really like almost aggravated um blue storm constitution where it's like well I'm not going to give up so here I am wanted a house by the water in the bay area everyone else might have just bailed but I just can't give up okay so 
the solar day uh, yields to the planetary day tomorrow, white planetary wind, which is kind of like an interesting way that Skywalker is about walking in the sky and all the ways we can do that on an energy level. And white wind is the highest point of this climb for the red Skywalker wave spell into the sky. And white wind is the air, uh, the atmosphere. It's devoid of material objects, physical objects. That's definitely what it is. It's the space around material objects. Yeah, that's what the air occupies. So we get there on white planetary wind. And then I really think, I guess I screwed up my timeline. Okay, just so we all know. Monday is red solar dragon. Tuesday is white planetary wind. Yeah, I totally screwed up. Wednesday is blue spectral night. I hope, I hope that some of you listening were like, what is she talking about? Yellow spectral sea does not come after white planetary wind. Uh, Lisa Star. So it's blue spectral night. And then Thursday is yellow crystal seed. I don't like that just makes me crazy. Like, is that the 20th? I'm so confused. I guess it's the 21st. I'm sorry, we're not going to ever have Gregorian calendar um, like reliability here. That's where I just can't. But you see how it works. We're going red solar dragon, white planetary wind, blue spectral night, and then yellow crystal seed. And the via begins, I promise you, on yellow crystal seed. Uh... So blue spectral night is going to be great. I'm just like out there in the future because I love blue night. I love blue night so much. And I look forward to blue night days. And I, I will really be interested if I find out later in life that it changes because I think we have seasons or places to learn and grow and appetites that broaden or diffuse. And I don't know if I will later in life not like blue night or not like Boonlight as much, but I really love, you know, blank. Somehow I just want to say my current favorites are Blue Knight and White Wizard. They are like my go-tos. <laughs> and I feel like they're really crunchy. Oh, well, see, then there's White Mirror. White Mirror is a fantastic day, but... Um, I know that it can be painful. So it's a strength building kind of wonder. Whereas I just feel like Blue Knight doesn't hit me hard and White Wizard definitely can, but I'm just so invested in the teaching of White Wizard, which is that you can live in any time or any space. It doesn't have to be this time and this place because our shamanic ability is it's about shape-shifting and so when we're in the white wizard moment, I can be ancient in my temperament or yeah, what I, I feel like the realm that I'm occupying can just be from far in the past or in the future or it touches into both and neither. And I love that. 
So, um, you know, my current hardest lessons that I've been working on for a few years has been Blue Eagle for sure. I fell in love with a Blue Eagle man and I have a Blue Eagle parent. And so that has been really important to walk through the relationship of myself with the Blue Eagle tribe, um, shifting it from really painful upbringing with my Blue Eagle mother to a not easy um, and ultimately not successful relationship with a Blue Eagle man, but along the way, really healing my relationship to the tribe so that I celebrate it. You know, I used to just, ugh, gross, Blue Eagle. Another one that's changed drastically is Red Serpent. I used to feel like Red Serpent was this gift of sexual freedom and really felt that that was to be celebrated. And as we've moved into this new new cultural paradigm of like end times, the survivalistic and super instinctual um, and sort of like the inner animalistic, like I will do whatever it takes to survive, um, cold-blooded, heartless kind of, like that is so much what trolling on the internet is and, and how it, it has existed through Donald Trump's uh, arising, etc. Like all of that aggravated hostility because I need to make sure that I am, you know, in my best comfort. That's super red serpent and uh, our lower mind. And it's just awful. I think red serpent times aren't fun sexual sex capades they're like ugh, you know just such some just such uh selfishness okay i told you there would be some more departures uh let us so you have an idea of the next couple of days because i'm trying to bring everyone into present time so you're really conscious about what's we're moving through here and as I kind of promised, the cosmic moon itself right now, starting in this final week in the south, it stops being about the cosmic moon to me, and it shifts into the vibe and the transition between years. And the cosmic tone is always about the transition between wave spells. I just feel like for the first three weeks of the cosmic moon, we get to just play in the cosmic space that I love. That's one thing that I also really love is the cosmic tone. And then we necessarily, you know, in terms of reverence and being scholastic about what is actually happening right now in the Mayan code, we pay attention to the transition between years. Like we fixate on it. And, you know, it has all these feelings like I've expressed, like I feel grief at the end of the year that we have to leave the comfort of lessons having been learned and integrated and the spaciousness, the transcendence of like, Jesus, I made it through that. Like, you know, I really talk a lot about my personal life here, but there's so many things I restrain myself from discussing. And this has been a really intense year on that level. And with really hard lessons, I went through turning 52, which is such a celebration. And I felt um, completely at home in myself. And this following year, essentially, was 
you know, at home in my own ills and the world's ills. And I think it has been a devastating year of human history. You know, I know we've had many others, but this is just a really difficult time of awakening because the awakening to me is so much about how it's irretrievable. Peace, justice, love can exist, but they exist in the resignation of them always being on a physical level, material level, societal level, you know, they can be smote much quicker by, you know, a machine gun or whatever we're calling the weapons of mass destruction that people hold in their hands in our society. Like that's just such a perfect analogy to that. You can have a loving heart and it's shredded by uh, an automatic weapon. I, mean, I feel like that just describes the, the plight of humanity and, and the human condition. So, with all those lessons learned, um, there's been a kind of a ref refuge in this final moon of just like, well, okay, I have learned that lesson and I've accepted it. I'm really fatalistic, but you know, I'm not fighting it. I'm just existing. The cosmic tone supports us existing as one with the cosmos, not one with planet Earth. It's much broader and wider. Those pictures that were brought back from the far beyond um, star systems is uh, it's perfect but um, we are changing years and evolving and there is a new year to be had and a new batch of karmic twists to be encountered so summer vacation is ending and I'm happy to talk about it here and uh, you know, I caution everyone that I'll be lifting off in this coming year about midway, but I really want to be present for uh, everything that's going on until then. I'm excited to, to do that transition here with the listenership. Hi, I'm Lisa Starr. I am another yourself, and in my end we say in that cache.